Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back with another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's lakers spotlight everyone happy new year to you happy new year happy new year to you and your family truly appreciate it. it's gerald glass we're coming right back at you here from the lakers fast break pop culture costumes where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week twice a week wherever you get your podcast and on this week's episode john orlando from the pvd cast and i cover the best in pro wrestling with our awards for last year and also as well our awards for upcoming as far as our predictions and so much more. So go ahead and check it out. The best of pro wrestling right there for you. Inside sports fantasy football. Go ahead and check that out each and every week. If you'd listen to us, you might've won a championship in your fantasy football league. Like me. I did this weekend. Did you? Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't find out our thoughts on the on the year in fantasy football. Right there for you at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. I am not going to say I'm uh, going to be shy about winning my fantasy football league this year, Jamie. I'm sorry. Go ahead, my friend. (laughs) No, I was just going to say no gloating here. No No gloating here. I mean, if Joe (laughs) can be called a narcissist, I'll just say I have confidence indeed. But glad to have everyone here. It is, of course, the Lakers fast break. Big shout out for the new year for not only our good friend Joe Soro, who is at the Rose Bowl game. He's at the Rose Bowl. Yes, Michigan and Alabama, so he'll probably not be here with us today, but go ahead and support him at LakersBall.com and Simblades, also our good friends as well. Go ahead and check them out. It is Lakers and Five, Daniel Berry Sports Highlights, of course, also as well, Empire Jeff TV, Larry Lakers Dribbling Chit Chat, and Lakers Corner, and also as well, Clutch Talk. And the John McCallion channel. Support all those great channels in 2024. And speaking of supporting great channels, including big channels like ours, because someone was already talking smack to us in 2024. Oh, and we'll deal with you. Don't worry. We will. Absolutely, indeed. But go ahead and check us out by hitting that like and subscribe to get the latest notifications. And when we go live on the air with the latest, Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It is Gerald Glassford. Happy New Year to you. May it be a blessed one for you and your family this 2024. Will it be a blessed one for the Los Angeles Lakers? Is the Laker Holic Spotlight 
question of the day. And here today to discuss that, and Jamie Sweet is already breathing hard on that one. It is, of course, Admiral Akbar Yami Swoot, aka Mr. Five Things on Lakerholics.com. It is Jamie Sweet. Jamie Sweet, wishing you and your family the best of New Year's. Happy New Year to you. Thank All you. right, the Lakers come into this month and this year, 17 and 17, a 500 team, not finding any stability in the rotation. The depth that we supposedly had has become a bunch of one-way players as far as what some do good things on one end some do on the other we're just never finding a happy mix for a consistent amount of time we've got that stupid ist banner that's great and all that but doesn't win us any world championships could care less about that and i'm going to be very honest and open with people i'm here for world championships not ist banners because again as you the lakers have their season that ist banner keeps getting thrown in our face so you have it there, but you also have 11 of, uh, what, the next 15 games at home. So, in fact, there's a great home stretch they're going to be starting on Wednesday. This is the time for the team to get better. How much better will it get for them in 2024, Jamie Sweet? I mean, it, 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 I, I mean it, I, of course, it could get worse somehow. Uh, you know, we're, we're, I don't think we're we've hit the bottom of the barrel quite yet, but we're certainly closer to the bottom of the barrel than the top right now. And what felt like an identity that we discovered during the IST games seems to have just gone out the window. Um, while this was never going to be a three point shooting juggernaut, they were able to make enough three pointers during those IST games. And then some of our bigger, better wins to, you know, keep pace in that department. And that's just, gone out the window in the last two weeks, three weeks. Um, I think that there needs to be yet another adjustment to the starting five. Um, I don't think this is sustainable. I don't think you can just have LeBron and AD run two-man actions for, you know, a third to half of the game and expect to win a lot of basketball games. It's just too easy to defend. I don't I don't care how great the two-man action is. And it's, it's, it's it could be elite and great, but when there's literally no other offensive threat on the floor with you, that is a problem. It's a problem in the modern NBA. So, and in any era, <laughs> the only team that, you would have to play like the Detroit bad boys, right? You would have to literally turn every game into a knockdown, you know, you're gonna give out pro wrestling awards and another show you would have to play like a pro wrestler. You would have to, you know, it would have to be ugly. And the Lakers aren't, they're, just, they're not wired that way. They don't have the right guys for that. They're all too nice. LeBron and AD included. So we're not going to play like that. Don't expect the Lakers to play like that. We can defend at a high level, but we're not even an elite defensive team with the lineup that we're trotting out. So if, and that's mainly because of our missed shots, our missed threes and our, our, our inability to, you know, be elite on either the defensive end or the offensive rebounding end. Any one of those areas could help mitigate this sort of free fall we're experiencing right now, either stepping it up on defense, stepping up in the shot making department, uh, or, you know, being an elite rebounding team so that you're, you're doubling your chance. You're, you're gaining possessions through effort and heart. And we're not, we're not doing any of that. So <laughs> that's why we're losing games. Uh, close and blowouts doesn't matter. You know, 
everybody, you know, well, we played this team tough. I don't, I really don't care. Now, just real quick on the IST, I, at any team, every team would have hung a banner. Any team, fan base would have been, you know, mildly happy their team won it. So I don't see it as nothing. It's the first of something. I think it's important. It's gonna, it's not going anywhere. And, you know, I was, I was reading like a bunch of Celtics comments on the athletic the other day, Celtic fans comments on the athletic the other day, like, Oh, this and that and this. And I'm like, you guys are all liars. The Celtics had won it. You guys would have all been like, Oh, now we got one over the Lakers. And that's the God's honest truth. And anybody who says otherwise is lying both to the public and to themselves. So I get it that it's not a championship, but it's not without merit. So that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, but it's yeah. not without its fatigue too, because the Lakers use so much energy in those, yeah. especially the games in Vegas, that it, it literally set them but back. Those... I don't care what Joe says, and Joe and I have had differences on this. I think the fatigue factor was there, and the fact that the Lakers have played the most road games, and also no, as well the, mo- the most games. Period. I think it's, I think period. It's the... and not including the IST game. No, I think, listen, it went, the schedule got bad right after IST for the Lakers. That's, there's no doubt there. I don't know that the fatigue, I think it was just more the travel. Because uh, most of those games travel counted towards. creates fatigue, does it not? Sure, but we won, we were killing it in the IST, and those all, except for one, counted towards our regular season record, right? So we're really just talking about one game here. We would have wanted to have win, won all of those other games. We would have not wanted to be, oh, that's an IST game. Who cares? It mattered for the regular season record, which matters for playoff seeding, all but the actual final IST game. I do consider that a little bit weird. I wish there was a way to alleviate that and make it count because it seems unfair. It seems that there's, it's weird that there's like a stat category. It's like the play-ins. I don't understand why the play-in games don't count towards playoff point totals or playoff. It's all part of the same thing. If you don't win your play-in game, you're not going to be in the playoffs and if you do, then that I, I wish would get changed a little bit, but it's neither here nor there. We're really, if you're being honest, you're really just talking about one game. The rest we would have wanted to win anyway, regardless of what the court looked like or what was at stake. You want to win those games. So I, I tend to think it's more that like right after that, we went on a brutal road trip. We lost, you know, we've never had our backup point guard all season long, except for a handful of games. He's probably he terrible when he was there. Shot I mean, yeah, and he wasn't. I mean, it's, he was obviously limited uh, when he was there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things like it's like the, the Kendrick Nunn 2.0, except it's worse huh. because it's for three years and three times the money. Uh, so, it, it, you know, that's a problem that they'll have to deal with in their own way. And if they can move his contract without overpaying, that'd be a, you know, it'd be a bigger feather in the cap than the Russell Westbrook trade, in my opinion. Um, I don't see a lot of teams lining up to take on that money. I understand that, you know, in three years, blah, blah, blah. It's not three years. It's, it's it's three years away. So somebody's going to be paying him a lot of money for three more years uh, or two more seasons after this one. Uh, and heat, so I just don't heat see Heat culture is worth it, man. Heat culture is worth it. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> keep, keep telling yourself that, Tom. Keep telling yourself that. Where'd none Tom, come from? Where'd none come from? We got the wrong. We listen. We, uh-huh. heat culture. we we picked the wrong guy in the draft. If we wanted some right, yeah. heat culture potential, we we missed it by one pick. So that will go down in infamy. And that's sort of the, that's sort of where the team is at, right? Like we got a guard because we were obviously lot on guards. We got a bad guard in the draft. Uh, Max Christie has proven he's not ready for prime time. So the the Lakers are 
already short on guards. And now you see Darvin Ham cutting back minutes on D'Lo. And it's not, that's not going to help this situation. You need other playmakers on the floor to help augment LeBron and AD to make easy plays for Jackson Hayes when he's in there or to get Chris Wood open shots when he's in there. And Reeves is like stuck in attack mode right now. He is not making plays for other guys. He had zero assists last game. And he played over 30 minutes. Oh, you don't like his ISO ball? I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely oh, okay. hate it. I absolutely hate it. Gone from untouchable to possibly tradable. I I never considered him. He was never untradable. According to the you got to be on something to think he was untradable. You see him play defense once, and you got to make sure then he's always an option. Well, I mean, it's unfortunate. I'm not saying I want him off the team. I'm just saying he is not untradable and never has been. I think the front office would kind of disagree with you, or that you would have to make them an offer they could had to go ahead and see him and FIBA to him change that. He's he's probably worth a first round pick in the sense that we only have sure. one. So if somebody, if you want to compete with somebody who's got two, you throw Reeves in there. But to be You're honest, not be, Christy will give you a second round pick, you know? Well, well, well he won't. He's, he's about, you need to resign him if you want to keep him. That's yeah. a problem. When it comes so to Reeves though, he will be the target of many people's trade offerings. Let's just well, say whoever be. it is, we decide to go ahead and choose. I don't think we're going to trade him. I I'm just telling him. you what we need to trade him. I'm just trying to explain no, here that I, what NBA I, GMs on the other end, while you're trying to pitch them D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell, they're going to come back with, we're not going to listen to you until you pitch us uh, uh, Reeves, Austin Reeves. Yeah, but there's two kinds of trades that are going to happen, that could happen. One is the trade where you're trading value for value. Um, that's probably not where we're going to move Gabe Vincent or D'Angelo Russell. And then there's the other trade where you're throwing in a bunch of draft capital to get a star. That's the trade where you get rid of those guys. That's the only way you're going to get rid of them. But really the only reason that worked with Russ last year is that Russ's money was coming off your books. That's not half, that's not the case with any of the guys we're trading. There's not one yeah. player who's making more than $5 million no, who which, won't be on your roster next season. Which is why Reeves and Rui become more valuable than Gordon right. than Gabe and... and you know, and D'Lo. I, can, I agree with that. I can see a world where D'Lo fits into somebody's bench unit. Mm-hmm. Maybe not for that price, but, you know, if you're well, trying the to price get... is actually pretty good for him. The Lakers can't get anybody better. I don't think there's anybody better than D'Lo out there available for $70 million. To Hunter Murray? Well, but he's eighteen million, but he jumps to twenty five million the year after. You know, I don't care about that. That's not that's a that's a that's a front office. I think problem. Murray's perfect. I mean, I've been hearing all oh, the criticism funny. of Murray. Funny, you weren't saying that two weeks mannequin. ago when I suggested it. Yeah, no, listen, Gerald, I I don't agree with the the with the. I don't agree with the Capella part of the trade, but I do like well, Murray. They, what like are Baldwin. they going to offer you? You can't get all these trades maker time your trades are always citing one way for the lakers unfortunately nba trades usually go no, to that's not true most but, of them most of them that you and other people object to don't realize that most the trades are based upon the value of 99 percent capital it's I mean, the capital that has the value. Yeah, just because the salaries match doesn't mean that it's actually yeah. going to work. It's about trade. And if you got to understand, if you're, I always think of trades in the other. Oh, gosh, I never thought of that before, Gerald. Wow. Yes. 
So I will just yeah, say my I just want to say one more thing and then and then let's get to Tom and his and some machinations. But I yes. I really feel like we're hitting this somebody mentioned the Warriors in the comment thread and uh I have to agree with the, the idea that the Lakers and the Warriors are in the exact same place. It's a young man's game. They're relying on older players to recapture something that requires a level of athleticism, a level of speed, a level of stamina and endurance that I just don't think LeBron and AD are enough at this point. And so while we all kind of agree that a third star like Zach Levine isn't the answer, a third star like Jahante Murray, and if it has to include bringing Quinn Capella over to get rid of his deal, then that's the move you make because you need a guard that can get you downhill Clint Capella might not be the Clint Capella of like six, seven years ago, but he's still a decent rim protector. He'd be a great backup center. He'd be a great backup center, not for the price, but for the skill set. So you deal with it. You deal with it and you you suck it up because you went too big in the offseason. You didn't select the right player in the draft who could help you win now. And... Max Christie didn't get to where you wanted him to get to. And that that's fine, right? Those are all hopeful things that didn't work out. And now now is the work to go and fix those things. You know, I, I actually went because I heard so much criticism of, De, of DeJounte Burry's defense. I actually went and watched the Atlanta Hawks. He's actually a good defender. Where he scored 32 points. Um, and it's interesting because... I hadn't really, to be honest, I hadn't really watched him since the days when he was with the Spurs. And he looks a lot like the same exact player. He hasn't bulked up like a lot of guys do. He's he's really springy. Um, he's got a great, he's got a great mid-range game. And in many ways, what fascinates me about him is that that year that he had when he was second team all of defensive NBA and was an all-star and that was the year he got traded for three picks and and a swap he was 21 9 and 9 21 8 and 21 8 and 9 and um then he went to play next to trey and it reminds me a lot of of halliburton and if you go back and look at halliburton's numbers when he was with sacramento with Fox. With Fox. And then all of a sudden he goes over to to Indy and he's the main backcourt guy. It didn't happen as fast, but he's jumped up. Now he's shooting twice as many threes. He's he's shoot, making twice as many. You're talking about Tyrese Halliburton. There's a big jump that is capable in, in DeJounte if he got on the Lakers. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the cell phone copy, version you know? that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound, 
There you go. Oh god. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yep. not the right ear. <laughs> I Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I'll just say this. Uh, I think that DeJounte Murray, again, he doesn't fit every single box, but he is, uh, you know, and there's no trade out there that does check off yeah. every box for the Lakers. But no. uh, it is, he is, I, I think, an improvement over what they have currently right now. I just think that he would be a solid enough player on both sides of the ball, which is something that we really need to ask ourselves. Well, he's a replacement. That's the first requirement that you got if you want to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. You got to have somebody to replace him. And there ain't nobody else on the roster to replace it. No. The Gabe Vincent injury has made this trade season have to be about getting a better guard. Right. There's there's no way around it. And, and his contract's the right size. His contract's the right size. He's locked up on a long term. He can play defense. Right. Like, I know you're – I think we're all fans of the Laurie Markakin game. We all would love yeah. to see Laurie Markakin, but it's not the right player at this time. It's just well, not – we just can't afford – we can't compete with – OKC, you know, there's teams that are going after him that can give five right. draft picks. And, right. No. Yeah. We're not going to, and, you know, and three or four players. We can't do that. No, I, I agree. I, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Uh, and I was bummed to see my man, uh, Emmanuel, quickly go to Toronto, which I kind of thought would happen. He is. Uh, I tell you what, that's the best part of the deal. I, I know a lot of people are in love, and I'm not going to try and down OG Ananobi, uh, no, but I, I do think he's going to be – he is a really good player. I just don't see as much as what other people see in him, but no. I think he's a good, solid player, I think, on both sides of the ball. I just think Emmanuel quickly, as I've been seeing him from the draft, I remember one of the first uh, shows I did around the 2019 draft was focused on me really complimenting Emmanuel quickly what he brought to the table. I really think he's going to get a, a, a really good look in Toronto, and I think he's oh, yeah. going to excel there. I think he's, he's gonna, the best he's, part. And of he's going to get the he's going to get the ball right. He's going to. And it was a December trade, so Tom was right. Time. There was a December trade. There was a December yeah. trade. Tom was yes, right. not by you the know, Lakers. And well, I was hoping it was going to be Lakers, but that's a good yeah, question. Is um, the Lakers? <laughs> this whole Rui thing now is really. I mean, we have him come out and announce that this is going to be our starting lineup, and then Rui gets injured right away. He's eligible to be traded on January fifteenth, as is Reeves. So it's not going to happen. while he's got a calf injury. Yeah, I, I don't. I actually don't think the Lakers should trade either one of them. I think there are other candidates that are out there that they can trade that make more sense. But um, I think it's getting pretty obvious that we're going to make a trade. Um, I mean, we have to. We have to. We, we have to. You know, when you look at the, when you look at the team today. You have one shining silver lining, which is how AD and LeBron are healthy and playing well. So you got to go all in on that because this is their, this is LeBron's and the Lakers' best chance to win number eighteen and prevent the Celtics from doing it. You almost have to go all in. When I'm going all in, probably means at least I'm not. I'm not worried about Boston. At least the Jonte Murray. You know, you got to go for a player of that caliber. I'm not worried about Boston. And I think uh, the 76ers yeah. have Boston's number. That's just my opinion. 
I think you're right. Well, I don't see a world where we don't make. If they get to, if they go out and get Kelly Olynyk, then I'm gonna, you know, they you just gotta you gotta you can't lose the arms race by staying in pack. So you better go out and get some offense for the starting lineup because we're cooked if we don't. But that's the problem is we 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 even in house right now we have offense for the starting lineup. We're just choosing to bring it off the bench. We're choosing to do that. You can't start Cam. I love, listen, I love what Cam's done to turn his career around. And you know, I'm a big Jared Vanderbilt fan because of his energy and hustle. Well, you, got, you gotta have, you, you can't start two non starters. You, you, you got, one of them has to come off the bench. One of them has to come off the bench. Absolutely. Everybody knows that. Well, the issue everybody. is, the issue is that not everybody. Well, listen, I'm, I'm always the last to come into and want to get rid of the coach. I'm not saying get rid of the coach, but I'm just saying he is not concerned. I'm getting concerned. I think that the I think that the front office told him to start Rui last time, and to, to take one of those guys off the court. Mm-hmm. My problem was I thought I, I kind of like that lineup, but I like Reddish in there instead of Bando because Bando is completely incapable of threatening anybody offensively. Unless it's a wide open layup, he cannot attack the rim and he cannot shoot from outside. You've got to limit his minutes, which means he comes off the bench. And if you want to put somebody in there that can't shoot but is going to defend, then Reddish is a much better option because he can at least do some of the offensive things to get some help, you know. Um, but the problem comes down to the simple fact that the Lakers are have two superstars. They need a third star. Doesn't have to be a forty million dollar a year guy. It could be a twenty million dollar a year guy, but they need somebody because the third best player on a championship team cannot be Austin Reeves. <laughs> and that's not going to get it. He's got to be the fifth or sixth best player on the team. That that means you got to have at least two players, and they're probably two people who start, and they probably have to be two people who can jack up some offense. One of them, hopefully, is a point guard to replace. D'Lo, and that's DeJounte Murray. I think we all think he's the right shot. And Gerald, credit to you for that, man. Um, the other things I think they need is they need I, – I love the idea of, of Kelly Olenek as the, as the second big because of what he offers all around. He's a 15-5-5 guy that would really ignite the Lakers' offense. And he's got enough size that he can play switch all on defense. And that's another thing I like about Murray. He can switch all on defense too. Because I like there's some things I like that Ham is doing. I do like to switch everything, and I do like moving to a lineup where you don't have and you can't play switch everything with Austin Reeves in the lineup. That's my big problem with starting. Or everything works better with with drop coverage because you don't have all those guys getting in getting into the paint. I was saying I was saying about Kelly Olynyk, and you can ask him to rip a guy's arm out. Yeah. Well, right, he's, he plays tough. He plays, he plays tough. I'll give him that. Right. Yeah, he does play tough. That's just he play tough. He's not a, he's not a softie, and I, and he plays with energy. Um, and you know, and listen, I would prefer Daniel Gafford as the as the center that comes off the bench. But if they could somehow, the problem the problem with getting the problem is twelve million versus twenty million because that eight million you'd have to give up somebody, and who do you who do you have left to give up? Probably by the time you get down to them is Austin Reeves, you know. 
but Austin is Austin is losing points in my book. Oh, it's just he can't play defense. He cannot give yeah. you what you Not need. only that, it's, it's, not, it's not being mean. It's two or three straight, through or three straight layups in a row that he gives up. Well, his his playmaking at times is, is is inconsistent. His ability to, but you see him also as well, just the, the ball does not move. The man, there's no, no. movement, ball or man. I hate the way we start. It's you know, a I lot of ISO and games. it's so frustrating. It is absolutely so frustrating. So let me bring it back to you, Jamie Sweet. In 2024, Darvin Ham, you know, pockets, as we nicknamed him here. Uh, and I want to go ahead and give a big shout out to Sean. Uh, hopefully everything is okay with you, my friend. Yes. Wishing you yes. and your family yes. a happy new year. Uh, the man who initiated pockets. I just have my concerns whether he can is the guy that by the end of 2024 is still leading this team because it just the the there's no imagination in this offense. If the perimeter defense issues aside, because that's a whole nother hour I could go off on, and I have on playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. But I will say when it comes to the uh, offense, the ISO ball that we're so dependent on has got to be has got to stop. There's got to be more pick and rolls. There's got to be more movement, ball and man movement in the offense to make things easier for this team, Jamie. No, I agree. I, I think I posted on Lakerholics.com uh, right before the Christmas game that the five out sets aren't doing the new lineup any favors. Um, that you're putting two guys in the corner and nobody's guarding those two guys their their feet are right next to the painted area which means they're a half step from being able to close a lane or contest a shot and if you go back and look at footage that's lebron driving into three four guys and ad trying to not get the ball intercepted when he lobs it to him or drops you know it's it's a defensive nightmare for the lakers when or a spacing nightmare is what i should say uh and look it's not either player's fault they're they can't make the starting lineup they're not punching the coach in the back alley saying you better start me but like the, darvin's doing this he's choosing this and so i mean i agree with you i don't think he's going anywhere uh i i, I would even be surprised if he goes anywhere next season um because i really think they're trying to find some level of stability at the coaching position and like they'll look back and say like well you know he took a team that was floundering and got to the western conference finals and you know that was wonderful but you know that was a not to discredit that, but it was a soft, the soft route to the Western Conference Finals. He's following and, it up like Vogel did too, though. You know, that's, I know well, you know, it didn't There's take so many long. similarities to what happened to Frank in the second year and what's happening to Darwin in the second year. I'm not going to disagree with that at all, but I just will be surprised if they do the same thing. They they've gone so I, far. I just, well, they've gone so far out of their way to enable him, farther than they ever went yeah. with Vogel. They've gone so far to the way to like kind of empower him in some ways to do what he wants that he, they I never felt they did with Bogle. I think so, that I think you're right that they believe in him. And this comes from the guy that used to bash Vogel's offensive schemes as well. Listen, I'm, I'll, I'll bash Ham schemes just as quickly if you want. Like they're terrible. It's, it's, no, that's it's, okay. Uh, Please join us. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, well, the I problem is, is that at least at least when you got a defense first coach, at least. What the Lakers now is they're letting letting him help pick the team. Right. You know, that's the I'm big difference. Some defense, Tom. Yeah, I, I know. Guard some threes. Well, you know, here's here's what it comes down to. Here's what it comes down to in my mind because every time I hear the coach being blamed, 
I look at how the team is playing, and this team is not playing as well as it was two weeks ago. No. Even though it's healthier. And the things that we're getting killed for, you know, all of the criticism of Ham for the lineups that he rolled out there and the lack of shooting at times, the lack of playmaking, are all very valid. But at the same time, Ham's criticisms of his players for the second chance points that they're allowing, the offensive rebounds that they're allowing, and the defense that they're playing with the same people that we've seen play great defense before, tell me that something's not a jar. I mean, I've always supported Ham pretty strongly because of how the team played. When a team when a team plays for a team for the coach as hard as they did for Ham, I usually doubt and, and question the criticism of the coach. But right now, that team's not doing that. And LeBron looks a little disengaged, and AD looks a little disengaged, and everything starts to smell a little funny and and feel a little strange, you know. So I'm not sure I'm not sure what's going on. Um, you hope everybody gets a few days off and they come back Wednesday and and rip through the first five games, you know, and we all have a whole different view. But even as an eternal optimist, I'm 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 pretty questionable about what's going on at this point in time. Um, I do think that, unfortunately, the answer is probably going to be a trade, you know, and it's probably going to come down to Palenka saving the season like he did last year. Can he do it two years in a row? That's pretty hard to do because every one of those deals takes another team that's willing to do exactly what you want and all of the pieces got to fall in place so that there are other deals matched so that they can do the deal with you. And it's a, it's a crapshoot. You just don't know what you're going to get and what you're going to go out there. And the Lakers have some big options too, that, that affect the future of the franchise, you know? Um, I get scared when I think of, of putting all of our eggs in one basket of Zach Levine. Oh, Zach, uh, that would be a horrible move. Absolutely. I, it's, that is so scary, and yet I can see it. I can see the Lakers thinking at some point, because it could work, but it could bomb. It's got like a it's got like a Russell Westbrook floor, you know, and 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 a bigger ceiling than Russell Westbrook had. Yeah, but man, what a floor! You're, you're dangerous territory. Would you say, Jamie? I said, it, or worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I hope we don't go that way. Um, and I hope that that the pressure of seeing that as an option, I think is really what's been pushing the DeJounte Murray thing. And it makes so much sense because of the position, the contract, the, the ability You get $22 million in extra, extra rotation players that you can keep, you know, you don't have to give up in a trade. So even though you're giving up draft picks, who you're giving them up to, you're giving them up to what the Hawks, Come on, in 2030, I would bet that the Lakers will still be, you know, in a better position than the Hawks would be. You know, they're not, it's not like it's any big deal. Um, you know, they're they're not going to be able to get anything from any swaps that we give them at that point in time. Zach Efron. Yeah. The question has to be to me that whatever deal that they have worked out, because I'm sure they've talked to Atlanta. Whatever deal that they have, it's clutch. 
first off. Okay, so they've talked to Atlanta. Whatever deal they've worked out, I'm suspecting includes Rui. That's why it's being held up. Well, it's going to be held up even further if his left yeah. calf strain is, is an issue. But Jamie, yeah. your thoughts on uh, what what the Lakers can do, and will it be a more prosperous 2024 for them? I mean, they just got to defend better. I mean, some people in the comments have made some nice suggestions. One is not zoning up against the team that's hitting from the Agreed. Ups. Absolutely agreed. Like, that's that's a, a coach. But again, a lot of this comes down to like recognition on the coaching side. Right. Like, that's not the players. The players aren't getting together at the free throw line. You know what, guys? Let's play some zone. Yeah, but the players coach. are missing the free and throws so, and miss not getting the rebounds and so yeah, forth. Yeah, but you're letting, you're letting teams shoot 50% from everywhere. Yeah. 50% from three in the last game, Tom. That fifty percent from and, and over fifty percent. Oh, not only that, that, we're losing. But, we're losing the free throw battles. And we're not. When we're we're, we're settling for bad battles, we don't go with we people, don't, and we're not getting the calls. We're we don't go in transition shot. as much anymore. Yeah. Well, our blueprint, our blueprint of points in the paint and made free throws over shooting three times three points made. That's that don't work anymore. No. Well, and that's part we're of not that. Committed is that. to it. Part of that is we're not committed to it. You know, guys like Reeves and D'Lo, you know, take a hard fall, don't get a whistle, and then they just start shooting threes. Yeah. Or Reeves does his weird, like, mid-range sort of floppy thing, and that's not going to get a whistle. That's 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 bad basketball. They're playing bad basketball. Everybody's playing bad basketball except for AD and LeBron. And well, hopefully, and hopefully, a film session, hopefully a film session is going to rectify this. And like you said, a day off, film session, practice – Hopefully we see something a little more intelligent in the lineup. One of Reeves or D'Lo has to start. Well, I, th- I think they started that. They they only had one non-shooter in the lineup for the game. Because Cam was out with a groin injury. Yeah, but but that also they said that that, that the lineup changed that, with – They that said – That was he, not by choice. That was not by yeah. choice. That was by – because it happened. It may not have been by choice, but but, but he – Cam <laughs> took the opportunity to – switched to a, a lineup with only one non-shooter and said that lineup was going to be how they were going to play going forward. Uh, we'll see. He's going uh, to put a shooter in there. It's probably going to be Reeves, obviously. I hope. I kind of hope it's actually D'Lo because you got to rehabilitate his value. And you can't play him 18 I don't or think less. he has any value other than filler. And then, then he probably wants to trade. Unless, they, unless they're dumb enough to trade with the Spurs. They're the only team that could use that to help, help Wemby get some more points. Uh, I don't know about that. I, I think that 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 Delo's going to be this. Nobody's going to like me saying this, but that's how I feel. I think Delo's likely to not be traded this season because he has <laughs> oh, a, Jamie. Because he has a lot. I'm not saying not for lack of trying. I'm just saying he has more value next season oh, yeah. than that 18 million comes off the books. Well, that's but if he decides to keep it, he oh come on. Don't oh, come on me. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking that one to Vegas. D'Angelo yeah. Russell is picking up his player option at the end of the season. I will bet anyone any amount of money right now. Okay. You think I'm, I'm gonna not going to take that bet, but I'm just telling you that I, nobody's going to take that. He's bet not going to take that. He wants to be a free agent. He wants to be a free agent. You guys bet then. You guys bet. He no, he doesn't. He, he's not going to make more than 18 million. Lakerholics bet. I think he will. No, he won't. He he he's a he's a streaky three point shooter, who doesn't defend, who can't get into the. Back in a matter. Well, it where... depends. Probably actually, it all no. depends. I don't think he's going to stay with the Lakers. He didn't agree to give up his trade rights because he wanted to 
stay with the Lakers. You know, he wanted no, he to did make- it. He did it to maximize his earning potential. He got the most guaranteed money by doing that. Right. But I said that's exactly why season. he did it. He did it because for one reason, he wants to make more money than he's made so far playing basketball. And he's going to do that probably being a free agent. He, not in this summer. He's not. not three-point shooter. He's a point guard who's better than most. A lot of point guards out there who's starting. That is garbage. That is absolutely untrue. That he'd be starting. That he would be starting if he was better. That's absurd. No, there's some no, terrible point guards out there, correct. man. Dude, there's no way he's better. Who's he better than? Is he better than Trey Young? Not better than Trey Young. Better. Well, than Tyler yeah, we'll start at the top. You start with the number one point guard. Of course not. What, but he's, he's not. He's not. He doesn't rank. Steph Curry better. Not he doesn't better rank Steph over thirtieth on point guards. I'll bet he ranks in the twenties. Okay, you know what? He might be better than the point guard the Detroit Pistons got. <laughs> that's about well, where it tops he's out. A, he's a number one draft pick, so I don't think that's probably true. The, <laughs> then yeah. there's zero. There's zero, and that's why he's coming off the bench. You're no, talking about Jaden Ivy. Uh, he might be better than Jaden Ivy. Not like right now. I mean, right in this moment. Not eventually, but no. I mean, quickly better than D'Lo. Uh, I, there's guys coming off the bench who are better than D'Lo on some teams. It's, yeah, it's, but there's it's, still a lot of teams that that can use a point guard who can deliver seven assists and 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 shoot forty percent from three. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think he's going to be a free. I think he's going to pick that player option right up. He'll and... get traded. He's going to get traded. Uh, well, I, I, that's my hope. That's my well, hope. I right. said I said coming into the year, this was a crucial year for him because yeah. we will actually see whether or not he would become or would develop or would stay no, at a didn't. level where he's <laughs> a NBA starting guard or if he would be better off the bench. And I think we're seeing that now play itself out, at least for the Lakers is concerned. I mean, who would you rather have, Jordan Clarkson or D'Angelo Russell? I'd rather mm-hmm. have Jordan Clarkson. Well, it just depends what you need and what you want. You if want you, a guy who can collapse the defense. Listen, the other side of it is, is that Russell's probably not a, ideal as a starter in this league, but as a point guard, as a backup point guard and center, are probably two of those two positions that every team wants to cover. Uh, we need guards in general. Like we are bad at guards. I, mean, like, I don't think anybody sees Reeves as an as, a, as an elite starting two guard even, right? He's, I don't he's see him a starter. He's not a starter in this league. Right. We don't have not, a starter not guard. For a championship team. We don't have we have like starter for a non-championship team. Sure. We maybe have four backup guards on the team. And I don't even think Christy qualifies, to be honest. I don't think we don't have a starting guard. That's why we need to get some. Right. Any either another position, not point or shooting. So and yeah. we knew that that was the weakness coming into the season. And nothing has happened. Not a scheme, not anybody stepping up. Well, we're shooting nothing. better. That's we're shooting better. Not, we were like number one in the league in the last five games in the threes. That amounts us to rising to you could be number one in three point percentage. It doesn't mean crap if you'd only take 13 threes a game. Well, that, that the reason is because they're making they're taking the good shots, right? And that's what the coaching staff wants. Then this is never going to be the volume three point team shooting team with this current roster. It's just not. There's just not. You can't I mean, get more. You can't squeeze more threes out of the existing guys. It takes a different kind of three point shooter to. I, I, Blue, I disagree with you. I think, Russell Westbrook, I think Russell Westbrook is better than D'Angelo Russell because at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now you're carrying the argument to a ludicrous point. <laughs> I'm killing that. Go to time. Go to time. Heart attack. Bring it. 
bring it. Everybody, bring it. I can handle it. Listen, I'm I'm not listen, listen one one can defend and rebound. Wow, man, I I passed out there. I I was maybe it's New, New Year's Eve hangover, man. I just I thought Jamie said that he thought Westbrook is a better player and better point guard than than D'Lo. Right, and I do. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'll say it all, I'll say it all day, man. I would rather if for the for the price, eighteen mil. Somebody send a doctor over to the sweet house, please. Well, you won't have to pay eighteen mil for Westbrook because nobody will pay that much for him. Blue, but somebody will pay eighteen million dollars next year for Russell. Listen, no, I don't if think they're Russell doing has... cocaine. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, if Den Company go to the Sphere, I'm sure it's going to happen. Uh, I love the Sphere here. Don't don't pick on the Sphere. The Sphere is awesome this, here. We, it's Listen, one of the few could... buildings, the few new buildings in Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegans actually have just universally. If loved I could have gotten fish sphere. tickets, I would have seen you there in April, but I couldn't because they're. I'm still hard. trying to get you two t- tickets under 400 bucks because they're still pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. But all right, everybody's gonna get on me about this Russell Westbrook comment, so I'm gonna yeah, explain. Fact, uh, no, no, yes, I'm even, explain really even quick. Joshua gonna... on on Facebook says, "Are you hung over?" No, I'm not. I'm I'm actually stone cold sober. And I'll tell you why I think this. One, because D'Angelo Russell lacks an, any kind of aggressiveness to his game. He is content to be the third or fourth fiddle in a lineup all the time. Game on the line, eh, maybe I'll pass it to the center at the top of the key and not make a play. He does not collapse the defense because he lacks athleticism and speed. He can He's a streaky shooter. Yes, he's shooting, you know, he's got a nice percentage. But if you need a shot made and he's not going, he might not even shoot the ball. He might just like pass it on to the next guy and he makes assists, but he's not a great playmaker. He doesn't generate offense. He makes the right pass. I've always thought of him as more of a combo guard than an actual point guard. And he doesn't make his other, he doesn't make the team better when he's, no, I, don't, I don't disagree with that assessment of him, but compared, but saying that Russell Westbrook in his current iteration is better is lunatic. <laughs> Well, I'm not, I won't say that I'm not crazy. I'm just saying that if I, if you ask me for the money, if I would rather have D'Lo or Russ, I'd pick oh. Russ every time. So that, so let's Russ is such a negative. Rebuttal. I wouldn't take him no matter what. On this. I, I'd take my dead grandmother over Russ before I <laughs> put him on my team. Oh, funny. Funny how that changes over the course of two years since uh, our the, well, previous. Well, Gerald, you know that I always try. I always try to try to be the positive force that uh, looks at the glass is half full. Even I say I would rather get a colon exam. And you know, and it's hard because I, I've always loved Russ as a player. UCLA guy, you know. I'm, you know, you were you were on board with that, my friend, and I've got that on video. Yeah, I've got yeah. that on video. Yes. I've been on board on almost every bad move the Lakers have made. You know? I mean, <laughs> and I have not been. You know. I will tell you that. Uh, I Believe me, from day one, and you can see it right here on the show or listen to on the show. Uh, yes, I remember driving you know 330 let's, let's miles. Let's get Zach Efron and put him at point guard. Yes, yeah, Zach. Well, I'm telling you what, he'll box out better than some of the Lakers this yeah. season. That's for sure. Uh, with you know, especially with that physique he had from the Iron Claw. Kurt Affair, Kurt's on fire there. <laughs> yes, let's see how good his grandmother is. <laughs> if she can make a three, for, listen, if she can make a three from the grave, she might get a contract, man. She might there a, you go. <laughs> she might get a 10 day. She might get a 10 true. day. She'll get a look from Rob Palenka, that's for oh, sure. Man. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Laker Holics. Well, we, we'll get with Zach Levine. We may get another shot at the Russell Westbrook. Oh, God. Don't say it. Just stop uh, saying it. Uh, stop. stop. The more you say it. Actually, well, I don't know. 
Yeah, don't, don't, don't please don't. That was $148 million possibly in dead Ooh. money that we could have. Yeah, we don't have enough first-round draft picks to give up again to get rid of them. No. That could uh, even cost Genie or governor, governorship. You know, we might see uh, yeah. we might see one of the bus boys moving in to take over. Yeah. Once again, it is the Lakerholic spotlight on the Lakers fast break. Please go check out the comedy and more that's there and available at <laughs> Lakerholics.com. The great blog section run by Michael. Uh, of course, five C five things from Jamie Sweet and also Laker Tom as well. But before we head on out, before I let you guys uh, go ahead and talk about what you have for an update for their Lakerholics, want to go ahead. Uh, Heavy Duty says, Gerald, F LFB is going viral because of Jamie's take. <laughs> right there next to Fire Ham, which went trending worldwide on Twitter before the game even started in New Orleans, which was yep. crazy. But mm -hmm. your thoughts, though, guys, let's get back to the final question I have, which was, again, starting it off. Uh, Laker Tom, I'll start with you. When it comes to what's going on with the Lakers, do you see them by the this time next year, the end of 2024, in a whole lot better place than what they are right now? Yeah, I think this is the year of Kobe. It's 2024. How can we not win a championship? I think that the Lakers will pull off trades for three guys. It'll really make a difference, you know. I think they're going to trade for DeJounte Murray, Kelly Olenek, and Olenek, and uh, Daniel Gafford. And uh, those three guys will solidify all of the holes that we have in the lineup. Darwin Ham will get his wrist slapped a little bit for this lineups, but basically the new lineup will be so obvious that he can't even screw that up. So um, he'll move on and he'll probably win coach of the year. Polinko uh, win executive of the year. It'll be 2024. And uh, on the last day of the year, Kobe will rise from the grave and congratulate the Lakers for another championship and putting the Celtics down in the finals four to zero. Man, Tom, whatever it is that you've been smoking is pretty heavy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Jamie, any thoughts, my friend, uh, on that? And what are your thoughts? Do you think the Lakers will be in a better position this time next year, my friend? Oh, God. <laughs> right after, I need right you cheering up after what the, I saw this past weekend. I don't even know if I can follow that up. Um, first off, I want to say thanks uh, thanks uh, through the wire. Lakerholics is the best. Everybody should pop on by. Chat, Tom and I love to chat. Uh, Tom a little more than me now, but I'm back from, I'm back from a New York trip. So I'd be a little more present, but um, oof, I, I don't think, well, I mean, obviously uh, if Kobe's coming from the grave, that means we probably did sign like, Tom's <laughs> grandmother uh, to mm -hmm. a 10 day and she might, must have a nice crossover and can hit a step back three because she'll be the first uh, woman to play in the uh, NBA, which would be, well, I must've got my shot from somebody and you know, you never know. Right. Some Tom's still on the uh, holiday eggnog train. I feel like, um, <laughs> but I, I don't think we can, I, I would love for us to trade for those three players. I think the Lakers are going to probably have to settle for a trade. And the reason I say that is because, what we're seeing is a window closing. And if you start, if you go all in, if you really go all in and you give up everything you can pick, you can trade before 2030, you, you're going to be left bad for a while with nothing, no, no way to recoup 
those losses. Those but losses. everybody that you have is going to be under 30. You're going to have vet minimums. And they have a lot of youth overpaying. What we have done is we have changed the profile of this team to be a much younger team. Yeah, but you're just about to, you're about to trade three of the youngest. Well, that's because we're not patient enough to let that young team grow. You know, we you're, you're, you're about to trade. We knew that when we traded for them because that was never the intention. And Olenek's not young. They're I mean, selling yeah. up to get you a mansion, man. That's what the Lakers want. So they. They're we'll selling see. this back home and that track home, putting them together for an apartment building, putting that apartment building together for a couple more buildings. I don't think they're going to ship out as much as Tom expects. <laughs> I think if we're lucky. They're going to go all in for LeBron. I don't think they're going to do that. This could be LeBron's. If you don't do that, LeBron could retire. He that could would be retired not with his son. Not with his son's leave. coming I'm up. just going to leave. I would be fine with that. I would be fine with I would be. I would be, we too. Wouldn't be I, we I, would be in a terrible position because – why we'd have he's a 39 year old player we don't we have, have any we have close to 50 million dollars or using that free agency money you know that money is eaten up by the cap what no it is if, if he retires it, it means he didn't pick up his option so so let me ask you this so uh, another team. as much as we Who love cares? lebron as much as we love lebron and think he's sensational and so great you know grateful <laughs> for him being on the team at 39 years old still doing what he's doing you don't think it'd be a bad idea if you decide to leave. You take your fifty million off the cap for a thirty-nine-year-old going right. on forty player. If he decides to go and play with his sons or play for another team somewhere, I would wish you well. We still would, well, would not be. Hold oh, I don't know what if you're LeBron, talking about. If you take LeBron's money, money, Tom, you're Jamie, talking crazy. Go ahead. Like, go ahead, Tom. It, it, go wait, Jamie. Jamie, let the Tom speak. Go ahead. go ahead, Tom. If you take. I mean, I've looked at the numbers. If you take LeBron's salary off of the Lakers, you do not have that full salary. You do not have max money to offer to a free agent. You have about twenty million max, twenty-five maybe. That's so let me ask. So let me get. throw this one to you. So by giving up your rights to several players, just like that. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Well, let me ask you this, Tom. Let me ask you this, Tom. Throwing this on there. Is it coincidence that uh, AD's eligibility date is February 8th, the same day that the tra- trade deadline happens? We're not going to trade AD. I think well, that's just- that- that's like the, the fools that think they're going to fire ham. That's not going to happen, man. Not okay. this year. Not this year. Just I'm just saying, as a coincidence. Listen, you know. I, I'm not saying you're going to get 50 million that you can get, but I would be happy to wish LeBron well in his next endeavor. I think signing him to an extension, should we do that, would be a massive mistake if it's not for something reasonable that allows you to build an actual team around him, which we did not do this season. If I understand that we tried, I'm not trying to say we didn't try. I don't right. know. It's, it's, I it's think, not working. I think Don will sign an extension because it's I think that he's right. Whatever yeah. we did this summer isn't working right now, right? 
Nobody's happy with the teams. 500 records. What, what, we, what we did this summer is not working because the role players that we have aren't good enough. It's that simple. That's why it's not working because we spent we a lot need of to money. upgrade those role players and you have to use that draft capital to do that because LeBron is going to resign with the team and he's going to be good for another two or three years. But not good enough. That's the name of the game. You got to play that game. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Yeah, I disagree totally because I think the Lakers front office has seen ownership, has seen enough from LeBron and AD to understand that that formula still is there. If they're healthy and engaged, as long as we surround them with the right players, we can win a championship. And this may be their best and last chance to win a championship with LeBron James. I agree with that. All in. And, and, and that all in, that even, even, even includes Zach Levine, if necessary. Uh, they would not pass Levine if he was the only option left. Condor, good is different than playoff competitive. And if you go back and listen to our early shows, Condor, you, we all, to a person, said we, we were weak at the guard position going into the season, that we were over-relying a lot on Max Christie, and that we, based on what we saw in FIBA, that there were problems with Austin Reeves when it came to the defensive end. And we already knew there were problems on the defensive end with D'Lo, and we hoped he would take a step forward, and he has not done that. So We listen, play a lot of teams in the West that have two superstar guards, and we have two Inexplicably – Inexplicably, we dropped close to 18 mil on Rui and proceeded to play him minuscule minutes. So there's a lot of curiosity when it comes to the Lakers, and I would like the roster to be better. I would like for all the players to be playing better, but the fact of the matter is they're not. And it's, you know, hope gets you about as far as the front door, and then the real world is waiting right there for you. So I, I'm not hopeful that these guys have a next gear that are going to show us that's consistent. I think D'Lo put his best 30-game stretch together when he when it was his contract year. That's the that's the real that's the real fact of the the equation here is that D'Lo and Reeves had their best stretches as NBA players when they were in line for another contract, and that is a tale as old as the contracts as long as contracts have existed for sports players. It's incredible how guys suddenly find this magical gear that they can get to and excel at. And then, well, well, now I got that money coming. I can, I can dial it back a bit. That's, that's human nature, right? I get it, but that's not helping us right now. And it's going to hurt their, both of their trade value going forward. And I think we'll all agree that even if the front office thinks Reeves is untouchable, nobody here today does. So, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know about Darvin Ham, man. I think that he's going to stick around. I think, I won't, like I said, I won't be surprised if we don't make a major move. Uh, and it'll, it, it'll no, be gonna go all in. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, I, 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 they'll, they'll actually sign Zach Levine before they'll do nothing. We don't, I don't think we can, I don't think we have the, the, I don't think the Bulls would trade Levine for what we got. They, the Bulls, they aren't going to get anything better than what we were offering them. They're going to take that one pick. We'll probably have to make it unprotected, but they aren't going to get anything else besides that pick. That's the appeal of it's what the Lakers think of the draft capital. Are they willing to give up two more, two more swaps to, you know, with the Hawks to get, to get a guy who's not on a huge contract and not on a contract that's going to be 49 million in five years. But we'll see. The Laker front office may or may not be uh, that intelligent. But I, I just think we're so. I think we're so committed to the LeBron 
up to optimizing LeBron James time with the Lakers and the chance that we have for a championship right now that the problem is we have a young team, but that young team doesn't have any stars on it. Really. We're not the young team, like the thunder are a young team, you know, and as our superstars get older, you know, this is, this is it, man. You're not going to, you're not going to count on two years from now on LeBron and AD being able to do what they can do this year. And I think the Lakers know that. So they're going to go all in. And if they gamble on Levine, man, I hope the hell that gamble works because you can lose all of that in just one fell swoop with his knees. I just want to respond to Alan's, com- uh, Alan's comment. Uh, not everyone is trash but they overperformed last year and they're underperforming this year. And we're seeing what the difference is. LeBron and but they're AD, also very specialized. They're they very do specialized. well on one side but of the ball. Or is there another the year? Is, does anybody really think there's another level AD and LeBron can get to right now? I do not. I think this is the best they can play together, especially in the regular season, seven game series. There could be differences. You could, you can find different ways to exploit the defense, but in a game to game with travel and hotels and going from city to city, town to town, this is the best version of AD and LeBron you're going to get in the regular season, maybe ever again. And are dropping the ball. The guys around them are not rising to yeah. the test. Nope. They're not. They're but not part of, and part of that is the coach and the schemes. It's a lot of, it's all sorts of little it's, factors. Well, part of it is part of it is like you say is on the players, man. Oh yeah. No, let's do it. it. It's on everybody. It's on Ham for trotting out weird lineups, it not changing the offensive set to augment the lineups that he wants to put. You want to play two guys who can't shoot? You can't just stash them in the corner. It's it's not – I'm not an NBA yeah, I, I also don't understand allowing us to get behind that every game. If I were the coach, I would put an order in there that you don't shoot anything but layups until we get a 10-point lead. I mean that. I mean that's nice. And, I, and I, I would script the first five plays of the game because they go down and take stupid shots that are one only shots that nobody else is rebounding. There's no movement. There's no rhythm to play at all. This is the, this is the problem: is that we're not playing. We're not we're not scheming to augment our players. We're not helping our players with our coaching. Yeah. Our players aren't helping their case by underperforming. And it seems and, like the players are now responding to that lack of. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to yes, that's what I think, Allen, is that the team is having a identity crisis. And listen, I said it if you were, if you weren't with us at the top of the show, I said the stretch after the IST was brutal. It was a brutal stretch of travel and uh, tough opponents, and we didn't rise to that challenge. So here it is. It's 2024. Gerald's question was, what can the team do to get better? Well, Gerald, my answer is just execute. Execute. Execute better. Well, I think in the next three weeks, you're going to see that, Jamie. Before the Lakers, at the end of the month, they go out on that big road trip at the end of the month. They will have a a big, you know, set of home games coming up this month. They got it. They are not in a much better spot by the end of the month when they go out on that road trip. Then I think really need to think you need to start looking at a lot of places. What are our next five games? They're all at home, right? That's correct. Starting on Wednesday. Yes. And we have some tough games in there, I think. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. You're at home. You got to win. And we played well at home this year. We played better at home this season. I mean, I, I really think these five games are kind of critical. I'm of the opinion yeah, so that everybody else, this is the new year. What do you do in the new year? You, it's a time for a fresh start, man. You go out there and you 
you'll say, hey, I, we did these things wrong in the past and we didn't. All of those things that we're going to fix, now's the time to fix them. You got a couple of days off. You got a practice in there. If you don't come out and do it in these five games, I don't know. Maybe maybe Darvin Ham should be fired. Here's the thing. Uh, they've got this is, this is a critical time, man. They've I was got my, disappointed in the last two games. They've got Miami, Memphis, the Clippers, Toronto, and Phoenix all at home. So those games again, we've got to go. Uh, you know, we've got <laughs> to go four and one in those five games. Yeah, you go three I mean, and two or two and three. No, you're you're not showing anything. All you're doing is wasting time and trade. You're trading. You're treading water at best. Yeah, at best. And if you go one and four or zero oh and five, you're you go zero oh and five. Darwin's gone. I think he's gone. Yeah, you can't have because that would mean the team totally fell apart. And just collapsed. Well, guys, it's been great having you on. It is the Lakers. What a cheery day, man! Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, yes, let's cheer. <laughs> yes, let's go back to my go back to my Kobe coming out of the clouds. To, and, or to Westbrook is better than D'Lo. Yes, there you go. Absolutely. Not, I didn't say it. By the right, way, Bronny is the next LeBron. Jamie, and, uh, Jamie up there. Westbrook said it, is right? better than D'Lo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Alan. Alan, they don't want to fire Ham right now because of the money that they already have committed to. It's just that. Yeah, Remember got... the Lakers, the Lakers for a nine billion team. They're for a nine billion dollar franchise, which is what <laughs> they will probably go for on the open market right now. Yeah. They penny pinch a lot. Well, look at they got to split the money between six of them. That's the problem. And I will tell you tomorrow. I was going to save it for today, Good but since you guys, mystery, huh? since you guys, I know you have to go, and everybody out there has to have start getting them. knocked off one at a time. I will tell you where they penny pinched, and I'm not liking it, especially at the Lakers Gear Store and the uh, as far as at the Crypt, and also as well the Lakers Gear Store yeah. in El Segundo. I've got some stories. They I've cut down on a number you. of bathrooms, man. I think that's what they did. Yeah, I'm not nice. happy. I'm not happy. The guys at the LA gear store were great, but the you know, I've got a big story I want to go ahead and say. And I'll say it on tomorrow when I have more time. But it is the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glass. Thanks so much again for watching this. But before we head on out, we want to go ahead and make sure that these guys pitch to you why you need to check out the Lakerholics.com site. So Jamie, I'll start with you, my friend, and I'll end it with Laker Tom. Jamie. Why are people checking out Lakerholics.com and your five things articles? Well, five things is, uh, you know, try to do one after every game, even if it's just like a sort of blah, get my thoughts out type of thing. Um, and I think I do a pretty good job of, of evaluating the game. I try not to be overly uh, dramatic or hyperbolic. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not I'm not going to pull any punches like, you know, uh, and I want to say based, you know, when you're talking about penny pitching, uh, one of our bloggers, Mongo Slade, has for years now uh, critiqued the Lakers for not spending the most on training staff, hence a lot of our injuries, not spending the most on, you know, assistant coaches, areas that there's no salary cap issue, areas that you could spend. I saw the Lakers health facility. I saw the Lakers training facility, you know, as far as right next to it. And I'm like, you know, this is it. Right. This right. is it. Well, how was Manhattan Beach? How are the waves? Uh, I was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. We were out in the Strand, uh, actually nice. over nice. the ocean that goes out yeah. over the ocean. It's actually yeah. really cool. It was yeah. it was on a day where the seas were, were a little bit 
worse than normal, but not not to the level that Gitchy's guys saw last week. But uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. Anyway, my time out there. There's there's a lot of great thought banter, fun stuff going between all of our bloggers, uh, and oh, we all sure. and we keep it and we tend to keep it mostly pretty polite. So you know you don't have to worry about somebody you know uh, until you throw off. out until you throw out Westbrook is better than D'Lo. Then that Westbrook is better than D'Lo. See, there you well, go. there's a lot of D'Lo fans out there. I mean that that's the problem with Lakers. Fandom yeah. is that uh, anytime people, you, somebody, you know you're going to have a whole bunch of people who don't want that guy traded because he's their favorite player, you know. So, and unfortunately, yeah. the worse the Lakers do, the more your favorite player gets put up in trades. I wonder how our good friend John Costa from the Lakers corner next time I get him on will feel that because he's a big D'Angelo Russell supporter. So I will go ahead and I'll have. I'm big D'Lo. I'm big D'Lo fan too. You can yeah. tell him what I said. I, I, I won't. I'm oh, I will. Him. You know I what will. I'm curious? You know what I'm curious? I can't, I'd be curious to hear what Stone Hansen has to say about quickly. I was huge on it. I actually interviewed Stone back, back. I think back around then. Uh, I think he's one of the guys that I was interviewing as far as the draft guys back then. Uh, yeah, I was really high on him. I'll have to ask him. I'll, I'll reach out to him. I know he's in travel. He's, he's going to be moving yeah. here. in the. In you the, think he's going to be big for the Raptors? I, really I think, think he's so. going to be a big explode like Halliburton. He's got to be I, I'm not sure that level, but I'm sure he will play really well for them. Like 20 point score, he's seven tennis, assists. He's 20. Yeah. I think he's got 20 and 10, and like solid two way potential to be like a yeah. lead dog. Oh, he plays it. defense. His plays defensive defense like stats are really good. Yeah. No, he's 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 it's he's the best part of the trade. I, in my never, I don't think trade. it's really decided yet. I don't think people really know what Masai is doing yet. Oh yeah, don't get Joe started on that one. That's another because he could be tearing the whole thing down very easily, man. Yeah, that, that won't mean get, get... that won't mean getting rid of that won't mean getting rid of quickly. He'll just build a team of younger guys, and he's got now on cheaper deals and bring in some. Maybe, sort of maybe I don't know. Barrett, maybe. I'm I'm like, I'm not sure if he's still a starter in the NBA. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, on a on a uh, less than 500 team, he is, but we'll see if he's on a, a starter on a good team. We'll see if that happens and continues. Again, he's got to develop a, a more consistent shot, Kurt. Uh, so we'll see. Absolutely, we'll see. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, what are you working on at Lakerholics.com? I'm still just waiting for a trade. I really feel like the Lakers are in a position where they have no options other than to make a trade. So I, I completely disagree with Jamie, but we always do. I Jamie never thinks you guys disagree. More huh. No, anyway, so I, I think the Lakers... The Lakers right now have to be, on one hand, thrilled that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are not only healthy, but also playing extremely well. And that leaves them in a situation where I think they don't have any choice but to really go all in to upgrade the team. Because they know that with the right surrounding crew, this team can win a championship. Those two superstars are still good enough to win a championship. So I think they have no option but to go all in. And I do think all in could include Zach Levine. I, you know, I, I think they're willing to take that risk. They feel that LeBron and AD are so good that if Levine, if, if Levine could at least stay healthy, he would give them that third offensive star that they need to push that starting lineup into a winning situation and, and get more balance across their entire roster. Um, they need other things besides that star, though, and the problem is that he's going to eat up everything that they've got. So Andrew, I'm hoping that uh, they go. Andrew, I'm hoping they go the Dejounte route, and uh, you know, and keep it more reasonable. And and 
but they've got to do something. They can't just they can't just make a minor trade. Andrew, and, I think yeah. you've got to put his catch and shoot ability was incredible because right now he's shooting thirty three percent on the team. Right. Yeah, yeah, 33% from behind the arc. He's he's still injured, which is going to be a running theme right. for the rest of his But he career. had four straight years of high volume, 38 to 39% three-point shooting. Yes. Yeah. And Dante $148 million for that guy. No. This year. I pass on Levine. I'm, I pass on Levine. Yeah, I, I, pass I pass on Levine just because of the contract, man. Yeah. You can't put all of our $40 million is too much. That just puts us that just limits. We're going to be tamed. We're going to be in the second threshold. We're forced into it because of that. Um, it's it's just way too much. But if it's a choice between taking a gamble on Levine, so let's say that they lose out on Murray. Murray goes to New York or something. Yeah, they lose out on Murray, and their choices are um, DeRozan or Levine. 29 million or 40 million for five years, four years. Andrew, uh, he could move it the wrong way because it this yeah, if no. you trade for Levine, it could end up being like a Russell Westbrook. I'm not exactly as far as a hard no on Levine like I was on Westbrook from day one, from minute one. I was a hard no on Westbrook. Uh, I'm not a hard no on Levine, but I just don't think it's a wise investment for a really often injured. Uh, getting what up you, there, you for point guard, then well, he's That's not a point guard. problem, he's not a point guard, yeah, he's not a point guard. So, you got to get a point guard, then well, again, but Libyan's not the answer, Libyan no. is absolutely yeah. not the answer, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, I mean, you, you have nothing. This thing is, though, Andrew, you're stuck with his 148 million dollars after that and that's going to be hard to move if he if he I mean, look how hard out, it is for the bulls now the lakers are the only team interested yeah if he peters out and he is not the player that you hope he is you know that's a lot of dead money as far as the lakers have to move and you saw how hard it was to move russell westbrook that's for sure each in uh, one injury a year could just i mean he's never going to give you an, a full 75 games He's not, at least not at this point. He's because he's closing in on his year 30 year. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I just think it's too big of a risk personally. I, yeah. Uh, and again, if he's not shooting the way he once was like he, this year, he's not shooting the way he once was. Uh, that could be a problem. That could be a problem. Plus he doesn't play defense. Uh, you know, he is only a one-way player. So if you get him and let's say it's the best of Zach Levine, Laker Tom, that means he's a dynamic one-way player. He doesn't give you what you need on the other end of the ball. I'm not out overacting, Andrew. But, I, but I also think that I also he's think injured that, now, Andrew. He's injured now. What, what we're talking what we're talking about now is not what either one of us is interested in doing. If we were the general manager, because neither one of us would trade for him. Yeah. What I'm saying is that I think we have to be fearful of the Lakers. The Lakers feel a lot of pressure to win this year. And they're probably willing to take that risk. I think, I think there's a good chance that they might be willing to take that risk. If the bulls are willing to give them a bargain deal on, on Levine. And I think I don't see what else the bulls can do unless the bulls just decide not to trade him, which would be great for the Lakers because I'd love that threat to be off of the table for him because I just, Fear that you know that 
they might bite, and, you know, they're just so hungry. They just might bite, you know, and that's God. And, and like, and I will say, then I'll have to support Levine and I'm going to have to, you know, and I will say this. for all of these scenarios where he stays healthy and if it is because working, it sounds like Andrew is really, somehow and well, let me say this. It looks like Andrew's <laughs> really high on the Zach Levine thing. And I will just say this. He did play 77 games last year, but let's look at it realistically. Since he played 82 well, he ain't going to play 77 this year. Well, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, that's, for, that's why I said. But hold on. Since uh, 2015, he where he played every single game. Let's get to count it off, Tom. 2016, he played 47 games. 2017, he played 24 games. 2018, he played 62 games. 2019, he played 60 games. 2021, he played 58 games. And 2021, 22, he played 67 games. And he's not going to finish that this year. So he is not someone who is more than likely going to play the majority of 70-plus games. Most likely not, okay, since he's only done it twice. So I will say this. It's a big injury risk. It's $148 million that you would be stuck on if it goes south. It's a very high risk, uh, very uh, high reward situation because it could go other way. And Andrew's full expectations could be met. He could be that dynamic one-way player that you could be looking for. That third score, that third scorer. That I, I think that's why the Lakers are will, maybe willing to take that risk. I'm not willing to take it. As a fan, if I were putting myself in the Lakers' shoes, I think that's far too great a risk. It's it, it's just the classic too many eggs in the same basket. You know, the guy gets injured, boom, you're just out $40 million worth of players. You sign to Jonte Murray, and you can keep $22 million more in role players after the, as a result of making the trade just because of the matching salary rules. Um, yeah, his salary is going to go up because his extension starts next year at $25 million. Um, but that's a much more affordable $114 million. Even he, there, there is no player that there's no player that checks off all the boxes for the Lakers that that is going to just no, because they can't afford those players and they're not available. Yes, that's it's, yeah. I mean, Levine, Murray, you know, everybody has varying opinions on, on them or all the any of Macau Bridges that was just mentioned in the chat. You know, I, I don't know if the Lakers could, I don't know, I don't think Brooklyn would be ready to give him away for whatever the Lakers could offer. Plus, well, the fact I don't that, think he's worth what the Lakers are offering for. The problem is, is that Murray is perfect for the Lakers because of his position, his salary, his contract, he's locked up, you know, his defense. He's exactly what the Lakers, he's exactly what the Lakers need at this point in time. Well, he may not be playing defense as well as he did when he was in his prime or when he was in his big year three years ago and he won the all-defensive all, all defensive second team. But I think on year, the Lakers the way, playing with LeBron and AD, he's clearly a guy who elevates. He's a third-best player on this team and dramatically huge improvement over Austin Reeves. Well, uh, Andrew is uh, obviously not again not for Murray. He's more into Zach Levine. Uh, but Andrew, just to let everybody know, his contract the next uh, four seasons after this one it goes to 24, 26, 28, and then 30. Just to let everybody know that that's what his contract goes. This and the same four over. years for Zach Levine. His last year of his contract is 49 million. 
Oh yeah, Andrew, I, I I would agree with you. There's so many other teams out there. If he does become available on the market, that would be interested in him, and they would they have a ton of draft choices, like in New Orleans, in Oklahoma City. What you know, they're they willing have... to spend, not what they're capable of spending, that counts. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, Oklahoma City is uh, doing a lot better than what people were expecting this season, so they might want to go ahead and shorten that window a little bit sooner at the trade deadline. Yeah, and they, they will. Mark Markkanen. Markkanen. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, they could go for him. They could go for someone else. They could go for Murray. Who knows? But they have the probably the 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 most trade assets they could throw at anyone out there as far as it's concerned and, and new orleans can trade and there there's several teams out there with a ton of picks more than the, what the lakers have but murray doesn't murray doesn't really see it's kind of funny i think that the team's looking to oh, trade. oh no murray. i don't think so uh, levine uh, andrew says levine has devin booker level upside Ooh, that's almost as bad as the well, uh levine yeah, had Westbrook, devin booker uh, under the upside at yeah. one point in time yeah, that's that's yeah, that's probably. But he uh, hasn't uh, lived up to that upside. You might want to regret that statement there, Andrew. But yeah, uh, uh, but uh, again, he does have a high level upside. He's he does have uh, again the best of Zach Levine. If he's not injured and he's healthy and his mind is right, he is a high level one more player. Tom, I'll leave, I'll give Andrew that. And he's clutch, K clutch, <laughs> which always matters. Yeah, uh, Levine, your comment, uh, regret, you might regret your comment that's saying that uh, Levine has Devin Booker level upside. You might want to take that, that the comment someday. You know, well, that, that comment was right like, at one point in time. That, that was, was a long, a long time. time ago. That was a long time ago. Yes, it's no longer the case. And he's almost, what, 28? He's 28, going to be pushing 29. Uh, you're going to see the, already the best. He's already at his peak now, so. Um, not defensively, Andrew, because he's still you. He, he, I noticed his offensive ceiling. All I hear is talking about offense. Remember, people are going to be talking about there's a defensive side of the ball as well, but people seem to forget that there's both sides of the ball when it comes to that. So, I actually think Levine will be a lot better playing defense than than Reeves or D'Lo is. You know, it's just because of the athleticism. You know. Um, and I'm so. sure that as a, as, you know, when you're the alpha scorer for a team, defense becomes something you coast on, like LeBron does a lot of the time. And you see LeBron not chase out to close out on three-point shooters and not blocking out guys, you know. Part of that is, part of that is saving themselves for offense and just sort of balancing what they're, what they're supposed to do, what their role in the team is, you know. The role is not to burn himself out on defense, but to make sure that he can play offense. So, you know, and then going to a winning situation can change a player, you know, can have a dramatic difference to it. You know, I mean, how much was Halliburton's change just all of a sudden getting a new coach in a new environment where he had freedom that he didn't have in the last environment? Um, so a lot of that is the way teams make big moves in this league is not finding stars that nobody else thought of. It's really getting a guy who was like a marginal starter on one team, but was competing for minutes or something and giving him an opportunity where he really can blossom. You know, it's, it's so tried and true that you don't know what a guy can do until you give him actual minutes in an NBA game. And all of a sudden he comes in and starts playing well and makes a career out of it. Um, the Lakers have had some guys who, one minute's doing that this year, but overall, 
what we're seeing is a lot of inconsistency and, and a lot of players who are disappointing. Uh, like you're saying, Gerald, we have a lot of players who are very one-dimensional and, and when we need two-dimensional players because our coach is not going to play anybody who can't at least play some defense, at least in a starting lineup. So I think we've done the right thing involving the coach and helping to choose the people that were brought in for the Lakers to improve this roster. Um, I don't know whether it's as good as the roster was that we had, you know, the, went to the conference finals. You know, you, you think that it should be better, you know, but they haven't played that way. So I don't know what the answer is, but I do think that the first five games of this year are going to tell us a lot about what's going to happen with the Lakers in 2024. Once again, go ahead and check out Laker Tom's articles today. The number one Lakers blogger that's out there is Laker Tom. Also as well, Jamie Sweet and his five things articles. Truly appreciate both of those guys joining us today. Any last thoughts, Tom, before we head on out? No, it pretty much summarizes it, Jamie. I hope you guys all have a happy new year. And uh, come Wednesday, let's hope the Lakers are in a good mood and ready to play basketball. I hope so as well. Uh, big shout out to Andrew, uh, our back and forth on Levine. Uh, you know, if it does come to fruition, we obviously will try to do what we can to uh, hopefully uh, wish good things. I'll give for you him. all my reasons why Zach should be a star with the Lakers. Uh, yes, and I'll probably tell you why that he may not. But JSJ, uh, great to have you here as well. Uh, also as well, go ahead and thank everybody. Kurt, Alan, uh, of course, everyone out there that truly appreciate uh, the time that you've taken to spend with us on your New Year's. Hernan, uh, should we hire Mike Budenholzer? Uh, I think we just did, didn't we? Yeah, he's from that tree, uh, <laughs> Hernan. So I don't know. He's from that uh, Budenholzer tree. I mean, if you want to see more threes being shot up, because that's the Budenholzer defense, then I guess. But again, you're just going to get more of the same type of defense that you're seeing now. And if that irritates you like it does us, then I really don't know how much. Well, he's actually trying to change. Ham is trying to change. Budenholzer never, but Mike never wanted to play switch everything basketball. And Ham, Ham is moving hard toward trying to play that kind of basketball. And I think that that's the right fit for this team and it's the right fit for the Lakers. So um, we've seen some embarrassing, you know, <laughs> cases where they, the switches didn't go like planned and it turns out the easy baskets, but that's something that can be corrected over time as the team works on it. So. Lakers all day. Uh, if We're heading on out, but I'll tell you what, if you want to come on right now or if you want to come on tomorrow, please send me an email here in the next few minutes. I'll get you on today, but if you want to come on tomorrow, we can set up something with you as far as an interview or whatnot because we have an open day tomorrow. So uh, let me know. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or anybody out there. Even our haters last night on, uh, you know, as far as the, the new year, we already got comments in regarding our shows. So yeah, if you ever want to come on to, you know, go ahead and comment. We'd love to have you on. LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. I can always send you a link there. I don't like to do that on the air because, uh, you know, as far as for safety and security reasons. But if you do want to come on the air, as far as it's concerned, I can send you a link now. Or you can send you, go ahead uh, for tomorrow. Just hit me up and we'll arrange something for tomorrow as well. So, uh, JSJ, uh, Marcus Garvey, truly appreciate you joining us. Happy New Year to you. Everybody wishing you a happy and safe New Year. Levine has never affected winning possibly in a pressure situation, salary dump. Uh, Marcus, I'm, I would be afraid that that would be the case. That's the thing with Levine. Levine is very divisive. 
uh, you know, as far as the concern, I know that Andrew is uh, very supportive of it and I respect his, his thoughts on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I just would be very concerned. This would be lead us down the same Russell Westbrook slope as, as what we've seen before Tom. And I'm not really ready to go through that again. Are you? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. But yeah, if you ever go on to stop by the show, any one of you guys out there, please, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. I'll put it in the chat. Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Uh, I don't hear from Lakers all day yet. Uh, but yeah, definitely, if you want to come by the show, uh, we'll go ahead and set something up for you. We, we can go ahead and, you know, you get plenty of time to go on the air. We could talk Lakers. Absolutely. So definitely got an open show tomorrow. So if you want to go ahead and and stop on by then. We'd love to hear from you. We'll set something up. But, yeah, please join us. Go ahead, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess, uh, close it out from here. But please join Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet uh, with Lakerholics.com. Now, Michael's there, too. Yeah, Who are some of the great people there at Lakerholics.com before we head on out? Um, we've got a lot of people. It actually, the, the site is actually a spinoff from the old L.A. Times Lakers blog that uh, to my, I think about 10, 10, 12, 15 years ago was uh, had huge, huge following and so forth. So there's a lot of people that came from there. Um, and uh, I think the thing, like Jamie says, we were all longtime Laker fans, pretty knowledgeable, pretty respectful of everybody's opinion. Um, but there's a lot of great dialogue and so forth. So stop by and I think you'll enjoy it. Once again, it is Lakerholics.com. It is the place to go for Lakers fans indeed. And again, if you want to ever stop by the show, we're always welcome to put you on. I want to go ahead and make sure that you come on. You know exactly what's going on here with the show with us. But yeah, we always love to hear your thoughts and opinions. And if you do, please hit me up. Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Uh, again, we have an open show tomorrow. I do want to go ahead and spend some time talking about the Lakers LA gear stores, uh, which I have an issue with. And I'll go ahead and explain why. Uh, my trip to El Segundo and also the Crypt last week. I want to go ahead and talk about that. But wishing you and yours a truly blessed and happy and safe new year in 2024. Want to go ahead and thank everybody for taking the time out of their day to go ahead and watch us here. And looking forward to a great year for you and a great year for the Lakers and for us here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Have a great day, everyone, and happy new year.